Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm a climbing with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. And up until about like a half hour ago, I had a really obnoxious internet problem. Past two days, I've been losing internet for hours at a time for seemingly no reason whatsoever. After a good hour and 40-minute call with some tech support, I reset what felt like my entire household. And I apparently have internet for now. I am not going to... Look any gift horses in any mouths. I am not going to press any luck. I'm just going to act like I have internet and just be happy about it. So, hey, everybody, and welcome to session 270 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And since it's just me, I just did. Okay, so clearly it's just me. It's been a heck of a ride trying to get this show done, but I didn't want to not have something this week. So I have the listener questions. We finally had one trade and yes, it was me. Um, So I'm going to go through those. I'll post this. It will not be the hour and like 30 minutes you're used to from us, hopefully, because man, even I don't want to listen to myself. I don't want to listen to myself at all. So thank you for all of you for listening to me in general. Uh, So I didn't write down if any news happened. I don't think any news happened. So we're just going to move on. And let's just jump into the TA trades. We have, like I said, one in Trade Addicts 9. Trade Addicts Leagues are 12-team Superflex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage. And the trade was Jameer Gibbs for Zay Flowers and a 24 first. And for the sake of whatever, let's just call the first mid because it's early. Sometimes you have an idea, like some teams can be so bad that even if they lean into it and try and just win this year, maybe they'll get seventh or sixth place. And, you know, maybe you call it mid, but it looks like it's going to be early. And sometimes teams just look like they're playoff teams, so you can call them late. But if you want to be safe, at least you call everything mid because so much can happen between now and the end of the season that it's a little dangerous to to assume that anything is going to be how it is now, especially when you're giving someone Jameer Gibbs anyway. And I don't remember if I'm trading for this person's first any at this specific moment. I didn't write it down. But also giving someone Jameer Gibbs is most likely going to make their team better. So Jameer Gibbs for Zay Flowers and a 24 first. This was, like I said, my trade in a league where I am heavy rebuild. I had a lot of picks. I didn't like I tried at the clock to trade away the pick for Gibbs and it wasn't happening. And like when it comes down to it, Zay Flowers, I believe, was around the 108, 109 mark in in the Trade Addicts ADP. So the 108 and the 109 or the 109 and the 24 first to get up to the 105, 
I mean, that sounds pretty feasible, right? And it feels just as feasible right now. I think this was a very fair trade and good for both teams because it seems like Jameer Gibbs is going to walk on the field and have the ability to score everything we hoped DeAndre Swift to be, maybe plus a little, probably not. I mean, we can't ignore that David Montgomery exists. He's good. But I still think Jameer Gibbs is younger, faster, quicker, better receiver of the football. Um, so I do think Jameer Gibbs will make a difference. Zay Flowers, I hope so. Like, we want this Baltimore offense to be exciting, especially coming off of years of snooze fests of Greg Roman. And the 24 first is just wonderful for a rebuilding team to have. I did end up walking away with Anthony Richardson and a couple of those, I, Jordan Addison. And of course, I have T. Higgins on my team. So this is pushing me again. Hopefully, I have, I think, now three 24 firsts. So hopefully, after this next rookie draft in 24, I'll grab a running back or two and call it a day and start being able to compete. So I feel it was a completely even trade. And of course, well, I mean, that's not fair. I was about to say, of course, I made it. So I think it's a good trade. I've made plenty of bad trades and sometimes even on purpose. But I think this was a good trade. So let's move on to the listener questions. I don't even remember anymore the side questions I asked. I think... One of them was life or death situation. What song can you sing from beginning to end without making a mistake? And who's your favorite cartoon character? I think it was, but let's get into the questions and I guess we'll figure it out as we get there. Uh, At Tacit Assassin 13. Hey Zach, what is your favorite FF or real football narrative so far this preseason and least favorite? I have to be honest, like this feels like not a lot going. I don't know if, I mean, I have been super busy with all the SFB stuff, And I guess I haven't just scrolled Twitter as much as possible, but I don't really remember hearing much. Like, I think right now, Brock Purdy has to be the most interesting story going on right now. Um, Whether he's going to make it back in time, whether he's going to start, whether he's the guy, whether they're going to trade Trey Lance. Like, I think that is very, very interesting. I think that's also important to the pieces around, mainly just really Debo and Brandon Ayuk. CMC is going to be fine. Kittle's going to be fine. But the difference between Debo and Ayuk matters who's throwing the ball and how strong of an arm they have. If they're, I mean, they don't have Garoppolo on their team anymore. So even if it's Darnold, he's going to throw more than six yards down the field. But the problem is we've seen Darnold can't really aim where he throws the ball <laughs> too, too well. Um, so if it's Purdy, I, I think it's Brandon Ayuk season. If it's not, I think there's a better chance that it's uh, Debo. I don't want to call it Debo season because I'm, I'm done trying to think Debo is anything more than a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. Uh, So that is what it is. Least favorite? I don't even know. Like, it might be Kyler and Javante at this point. And it's just because, like, I know we're not getting answers anytime soon. Like, I know that we are not going to find out if Kyler's getting shelved for the season so they can get Caleb and then trade him, cry Kyler away. We don't know when Javante is going to be healthy because I don't think Javante knows when he's going to be healthy. And they're, of course, not being loose lipped about it. You know, they're not going to tell us, oh, yeah, no, no, he's not coming back. Go get some, some Ajay Piran, by the way. He's the best running back on their team right now. So he's at least probably going to start the season as they're, as they're starting running back. And let's go. Should I record a Hakuna Matata Puka Nakua parody for the Dummies Pod? You should just do that for the heck of it, because I want that. Whether you use it for the Dummies Pod or not, I don't care. I just want that in the world in existence. I love Hakuna Matata. I love the Lion King, clearly. And I love Puka Nakua, so I am super down for that. Favorite cartoon character has always been Garfield from Garfield and Friends. And he said, go to Relax Movies, Ready Player One. I 
I think he's messing with me because that movie I did not like. And I made that known on Twitter and a lot of people seem to be upset with my feelings about it, but can't go back. And a lot of people, (laughs) multiple people have come at me with the song tequila as the song they could sing everywhere to without mistake, because it's literally music, 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 tequila. And that's it over and over and over again. So cheaters, cheaters, pumpkin eaters. Um, yeah, Garfield is easily a go-to. All of us lazy, apathetic people are just like, yep, I just want to sleep. Give me some lasagna and let's call it a day. Oh, you're an annoying, yappy, over overly positive dog. You get out of here. I'm shipping you. And oh, Nermal? Oh, shipping you to Abu Dhabi every single time. Just just go. Um, at Roto Heat Craig, what serial mascot would you each like to play in a live action movie about them? Again, just me, so we don't know about each. I mean... I, okay, so there's two. One is like a mainstay and the other one's seasonal. I take on a bit of Frank, Frankenberry. Like I'm a bigger dude and I, I think I could pull off that Frankenstein's monster in a pink way. And then my real answer is give me Captain Crunch. I need to put some respect on that man's name. Like he's the captain. He's been doing it for like 50, 60 years at this point. He is, I Oh, I for, I for, Captain Cornelius something. I can't remember his full name. Like, exactly. No respect. So that that's who I'm going to be. I, I, I'd i be Captain Crunch. And I think I'd look good in that hat and the uniform and everything. So, yeah, that that's my answer. At Andrew Hall, FF. Blues Traveler's Hook. Yeah. Man, he sings a little fast at some points. And while, you know, I was, I think, in high school when that came out. So you heard it every single freaking day, 10,000 times a day. That's, that's ballsy, Andrew. Uh, oh, Yakko Warner. Oh, such the Warner Brothers and Animaniacs. I saw Animaniacs live and it was Rob Paulson, the guy who does the voice of Yakko Warner and the guy who did the music. And, you know, they they talked about the show. They sang a lot of the songs and it was one of the coolest things ever. And the dude can still I don't know if anyone knows this or if anyone even cares, because most of you are probably so young, you don't know what the Animaniacs are anymore, even though Hulu did make more episodes. Um, there's a song that does the countries of the world and it's literally Yakko Warner singing every single country in the world. He did it on the first take. Like he walked into the booth, he sang it and everyone just looks around. They're just like, well, I feel like we should do it again just because that was once and that feels weird, but you, you, you got it. And then of course, not only did he do it at, he did it live without having to look at anything. They updated it from the nineties to have all the changes in the country names. You know, a couple of countries split, a couple of countries changed names. They updated it and added to it, like, very, like, just... And then I met him after the show. Like, he sat there and, you know, procession line of people signing things. He was, like, the sweetest human being in the world. I love when celebrity people are just awesome. Like, I walked up and I'm like, thank you for voicing most of my childhood and adolescence and a little bit now, because he was Donatello in the... What was like at this point 10 years ago, Ninja Turtles uh, cartoon. So like, thanks. Like, I really appreciate you. And like, almost tearfully was like, thanks. That means so much. And it's just like, oh, I love you, Rob Paulson. Um, But it was the, I have gone to a movie to relax before, but it was the fourth time I watched Spider-Man, the Raimi one, when it came out. (sighs) I have feelings about that. I don't like a lot of the original run of comic book movies. I love what they did for the world because it got people into comic books. Like I literally liked comic books when I got beat up for liking comic books as a kid. 
like slapped the comics out of my hands and cutting, getting called a nerd, that kind of thing. Now it's just cool stuff. Like no one even like stops to think like the same people that knocked those books out of my hands are probably watching Batman movies with a Star Wars shirt on and don't even remember any of that crap. So, well, for, part of me is like, screw you guys. That's my stuff. And part of me is like, welcome to the world. You're not a jerk anymore, I hope. Um, and thoughts on Elijah Moore this year. It's more that I want him to be a thing than I think he will. Um, he does fill a role that doesn't seem to be filled in the offense. He's not exactly the same as Amari Cooper. They'll probably push Amari Cooper more intermediate. They'll have either DPJ or Tillman to go deep. Um, David and Joku coming out of, you know, off the inline and out of the slot. And then Elijah Moore in the other slot. So, like, you're looking at, like, the third, fourth, probably receiving option. And you still have Nick Chubb out of the backfield. And now that there's no Kareem Hunt, maybe we should be talking more about Nick Chubb just being a stud this year. But I think he'll be okay. I, I Wide receiver three at best, which is a little sad because he showed how much more he could be. All right, Geronimo Rambles, in the spirit of SFB 13, what restaurant do you negatively judge people for loving? I try not to, I don't judge people for liking things, whether I like it or not, because I don't like it when people do that for me. But a a popular restaurant that I just don't like, and that I know that people just love, I just don't get Olive Garden. It tastes like everything is cooked in a microwave. I don't even honestly like the breadsticks that much. They're okay. Uh, what else does he say? Has Deontay, uh, okay. Has Deontay is better than Pickens narrative now moved DJ to be overhyped. <sighs> okay. So I don't think that's the narrative it's really been hearing. It's just that Pickens is more, uh, like a boomer bust kind of thing where he's going to get that big play. He's going to score those touchdowns or he won't. And Deontay is just a more reliable underneath option that it seems like Pickett will need. I haven't seen DJ be valued all that much to know that he's overhyped. He's picking still seems way more valuable in dynasty. If anything else, that's very curious though. I mean, I think that's what I would do. If like, I have a competing team. If I need that solid wide receiver two, three ish, I'll go get Deontay. But if I'm looking to fill my wide receiver five spot, I would go get Pickens because I think he has that upside of, you know, chase Claypool, you know, the, the four touchdown games, that kind of stuff. Like I think, Pickens can do that, but I don't think you count on that. Um, Sublime Santeria. Again, maybe in high school I'd have been able to do that, but it's it's been far too long. That music video was fantastic, by the way. Tiny Lister, he's so huge and badass. Um, When my first was born, I didn't know Lullaby, so I sang that. So my first son, my first son, my only son, my first child, wouldn't fall asleep to most music. The only song we found to calm him down was I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. So that is what my wife and I sang to our child to get him to sleep. We have not told him this since he has gotten older and he doesn't listen to this. So that's, that's out, that is out there in the world now. Ugh, I said that out loud. Cartoon and movie, both Miles Morales, Spidey. Oh man, I'm going to, probably take my kids to go see across the spider verse today because i'm tired of not having seen it and they want to see it also because they loved into the spider verse but miles morales was such a great character and honestly even if you watch like the kitty spider-man cartoons miles is still the best out of all of those so i agree at jfry 80 12 team super flex six point passing touchdowns 
2.0 PPR for tight ends. Whew, start 10. What is your take on this trade? Team A gets Mahomes and Kincaid. Team B gets Cup, Hawkinson, Flowers, and a 24 first. Oh, wow. That is so much Mahomes. Like, without giving up a quarterback, you got Mahomes for... Okay, let's call Cup a late first to give him a little respect. Let's pretend we're in point scoring season and Cooper Cup is being Cooper Cup. Late first, Hawkinson in two point, that should be a mid first, if not early-ish. I'm not changing Zay Flowers' value, so he's still mid first and a 24 first. And Kincaid was a first as well. So we're talking one, two, three, four first, which probably you would have to pay in general for Mahomes when you're not giving up a quarterback. But then you got Kincaid, who would be worth a mid to early first in a 2.0. Like, he's probably going before Quentin Johnston. Maybe if you got a crazy person before JSN or Addison. So I think that's pretty easy, the Mahomes and Kincaid side. I love that you're getting half a lineup and a 24 first on the other side. So if you're rebuilding and all you have is Mahomes, you you got something, but I don't think it's enough and I don't think it's the right direction. So I'm, I'm sticking with Mahomes. Oh boy. Question two, which is better auction or snake drafts? Any strategy for rookie auction drafts? Auctions are fun. They really, really are. And having done a few with John Bosch, they're so complicated to be great at them. You need to put a lot of strategy into this. You have to pay a lot of attention, but you can crush it. You absolutely can. I still stick by snake drafts they're easier they're fun to trade in trading in you can absolutely trade in auction drafts but there's a whole lot more nuance to it and again maybe it's just the fact that i've done so many snake drafts and so few auctions but really just the flow of an auction feels so much nicer to me and you can still move around just as fine i know the default answer is you can get anybody you want in an auction if you try hard enough you can get anyone you want in in a snake draft almost all right fine almost but you also have to believe that if the person with the specific pick you want to trade up to to go get a specific player won't trade because they want that player that you're going to be in a hell of a battle in the auction anyway and they're going to screw you over for future you know spending if you pay up to get it to me that's the exact same thing so i i'm going to go with snake drafts though auctions are a lot of fun and Strategy for rookie auction drafts, I'm sorry, I really can't help you, but there are so many smart people um, that I would say go ask them and start with at John Bosch FF. He is just very, 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 very good at them. At Bueno Fantasy, what do you do with young talent on rebuild, likes of Olave, T, Burks, and Walker? Move them off your roster to higher draft spot and accumulate picks or keep and build around, but risk not locking up a top pick? Okay, so here's the thing. First, check your bylaws of your league, especially if you have a taxi squad. Check to see if it says that you can't keep these guys on your taxi squad. You know, if you can have players that are only rookies or players that are in two years into the league, like you can still put a lave on your taxi squad, in which case you can get a good draft pick and still have these guys on your team. If not... You need to build eventually. You can't just keep trading for picks. So trading away Olave, if you have one twenty-four pick and nothing else, and you have these wide receivers, like 
unfortunately for my love, T. Higgins is your oldest player here. So you trade T. Higgins, build around Olave and Burks. I'm guessing Walker is Kenneth Walker, in which case you sell running backs. You don't need a running back. No less, I don't know. I mean, he finally fell to about RB13 in June ADP on DLF, but still early for me. Like, I I can't do it still. Um, so, uh, yeah, you got to trade. You got to make moves. But you got to remember, you're not only building through the draft and you're not putting this together in one year. It's going to take time. Well, you can put it together in one year, but not through the draft is what I meant to say. So you need to get the point is to get good players. So you want Olave on your team. You, I mean, I think Burks is a good player. You want Burks on your team. If you're close to being able to competing, you want T Higgins on your team. So sooner or later, you do need to hold on to one or more of them. And maybe you don't get the one one but you get the two or three. And this year you're going to have Caleb Williams, probably very easily the one one and very easily like a top five quarterback in, in dynasty already. But don't forget, there's still, oh man, I already forgot the dude's first name, right? There's May, the other quarterback. And then we have Marvin Harrison Jr. And the other very good wide receiver that I can't remember his name that starts with an E. Benuke, I think it is, but I might just be absolutely wrong. I apologize if I'm absolutely wrong. But, and that's not even, again, when you're real rebuild, you don't really want to worry about running backs just yet, but that's four picks at the top that are going to be worthwhile for you. So build around teams. You don't have to get the one-on-one. And also just check if you have a taxi squad, check those rules. And their song is Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. And honestly, I think I know the words now more because of Step Brothers than I do Guns N' Roses. Like the song is absolutely ruined because of Step Brothers. Like I hear those intro chords to Sweet Child of Mine and I start hearing people doing acapella in my head. <sighs> um, okay, Rocky put on here. I put this last because I don't know if we'd actually use it anyway. And, you know, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Because we've been doing this... Oh man, it's only been 20 minutes. I feel like I've been doing this for an hour and a half already. All right. At Godfather League, put a couple of stuff out here. Uh, the takeover of AI, are you worried? How are you not? Like, everything knows everything about us. You, you could be talking to people with your phone in your pocket, and whatever you've been talking about, you're getting Facebook ads about it. Like, everything is always listening. You have an Alexa in your house, you might as well just use a megaphone out your window. Like, they're always listening. They have to listen for the word Alexa. They have to listen for the word Siri. And yeah, I'm sure they really delete, uh, you know, whatever they don't hear. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And not to mention everything you just click, I agree, the terms and services, they're stealing your information. And then people are out there building robot dogs with flamethrowers attached to them. Like, welcome Skynet. We're here. Hopefully it's a quick end for us. I don't know. Uh, the global push for soccer, soccer popularity. Uh, it's work like celebrities are out there doing it right like ted lasso started it and then uh ryan reynolds and rob McElhenney bought that i can't remember what team it is but they also have that tv show about it yeah i'm cool with it you know sports are sports i i more stuff is more stuff i'm down with it don't ask me to play fantasy soccer or anything but it's cool I, you know it's not a bad thing to have sports um, valuation of fantasy sports in 2050. Dude, I don't have a good valuation of fantasy sports in 2023. Um, online gambling, gambling revenues, any gambling revenues, man. Like it's the house wins. That's just what it is. That's what it's designed for. If it didn't, then it wouldn't exist anymore. So yeah, you, 
if you're good at it, because gambling does take some skill, especially sports gambling, cool, you'll make your part. But for the larger population like me who just closes their eyes and goes, I'm betting on that and that and that, you know, clearly you're going to lose in the long run. Why can't DC make quality movies? I wish I knew. Like, and the, the infuriating part was Wonder Woman was really, really good. I really liked Wonder Woman. So they made one good one. I liked Man of Steel. I got to be honest. Like, I was good with it. I liked it. And then they just made so much bad stuff. The Batman was okay. The Robert Pattinson one. Like, there were some things I didn't like about it. But, like, there's always things you're not going to like about it. The Dark Knight is one of the greatest things ever. And there's still plenty not okay about it. Like, when Batman is going in the club to Maroney... And he's just sitting at a table at the end of a hallway. So Batman walks down this catwalk fighting people. It looks like the most rehearsed thing I've ever seen in my life. It just, like, there's plenty bad about great movies. So the Batman was pretty good. Like, they have the ability to make good movies. It feels like they choose not to. It's like when they kept making Fantastic Four movies, the reason they kept making Fantastic Four movies was Sony didn't want to lose the rights to it. That's literally the only reason. That's why we got that Jessica Alba and... Chris Evans as you know and then why we got the Michael B. Jordan I don't honestly don't even remember anyone else in it like that's why we got those because they didn't want to lose their rights so they have to make it every x number of years at least people Sony got smart and then we're like Marvel you make those movies we'll just take the money from it and it works out great because we got the spider the spider-man trilogy and spider-man and the avengers and hopefully something good happens with fantastic four I guess we'll see so it feels like DC is just choosing. And then they bring on um, Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which the first one was great. I didn't really like the second one. I haven't seen the third one yet. It, it, it will be tough to make it worse. Oh, he did the Suicide Squad, the second one, which was pretty good. So, like, it should be okay, I think. I'm hope I'm hopeful. I always want to be hopeful because I want there to be good stuff out in the world. Like, I want there to be good comic book movies. I'm kind of annoyed with the past bunch that have been good, but it's just like I haven't watched any of them a second time since Avengers Endgame. Like, it's just they have they haven't been super memorable. So that is the end of the show. So that will be the end of our show. I am sorry this is late. I'm sorry this is just me, and it's 25-ish minutes long, though I'm sure if John Bosch were to listen, he'd be clapping that it's this short. Um, but again, sorry for all of this. Thank you for keeping up and putting up with me and all of my crap and everything I do. And well, it's noon, so I can't be going to bed because I should do some work today, but I'm going to go get some lunch. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. Thank Thank you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast, a proud member in the Dicey Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty and at Dynasty FS Attic. Subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.